calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Realm presents Adegaz Media Production, The Dark Tome. Season 2, Episode 6, featuring The Vishkanya's Choice by Roshni Chakshi. The Parabellum will stop at nothing until they get you. What aren't you telling me, Mr. Carter? What if something actually made it through the gate that night? What if that something got into you? I didn't want it to go like this. What's happening? Who turned off the lights? Here, take the lighter. Do it fast, before they get here. They? Did you rat me out, Mr. Carter? Just do it, Cassie! You can't fight them, Cassie, but you can at least destroy what they want. Here, take it. I flip open the cap of the lighter, flick the wheel, and a small red flame spits out. I stare at the dancing flame thinking of all the things that unfolded in my life since I encountered the Dark Tome. The anger begins to ripple out of me, prickling the hair on my skin, like the moment right before lightning breaks a thunderstorm. And just like a bolt of lightning, I'm ready to crack. Is this the choice you really wish to make? Who? Come with me, and I'll tell you my story first. The book. Will you come? Cassie! Cassie, come back! I'm not in Simpson Falls anymore. Hey, book! What's going on here? There is no book, just me, Sudha. Thank you for choosing to follow me here. Hi, Sudha. I'm Cassie. I know how it feels to not have a choice. When I was a young girl, my parents brought me to a diviner who foretold my fate to be a lonely, fruitless widower. So, my parents brought me instead to the Hastinapur harem to become a Vishkanya. They thought it would be merciful. A Vishkanya? What's that? A weapon. An assassin. A poison maiden whose very touch is toxic. I never had a choice. I had never known anything except the cold beauty of the harem's stone walls. Until one day, Urvashi, the harem leader, came to me. Sudha! Sudha? Yes, Urvashi? Sudha, your first mission has come. 
you'll end the life of a great man, a conqueror. Me? I wear red today, in honor of your virgin kill. Do you have to call it that? You should be proud. There are so many girls with bad fortune who never had this choice. Did we ever have a choice? What? An honest one? A real one? Sudha, our horoscopes were the same. Vedoed early, no children, no prospects. Would anyone choose that? Don't be flippant. The kind of choice you are talking about belongs only to the kings. Kings, she says. Maybe my husband would have been a kind man with a warm touch. Maybe he would have fed me salty corn and rose lassi instead of poisoned bread and toxic treacle. Poison? Yes. This is what it means to be a Vishkanya. We are fed so much poison that our touch is deadly. And it was ordained my fate to use that deadly touch. They started by dressing me in a red silk sari. A garment that seemed to come alive as it touched my body. Wow. Yes. It's so tight. Mm, you are beautiful. Beautiful? Ooh. I look like a demon. When you get there, the sari will guide you to the side bed. And when you're finished, the sari will guide you back to us. How do you know they won't kill me on the spot for showing up? <sighs> do you think I'd send you to your death? Silly girl, come now. You are a peace offering in disguise. They're expecting you. Other conquered countries have also sent their courtesans as tributes. It has all been arranged. Yes, Urvashi. Into the courtier. Yes, Urvashi. You remember the riddle? It was when you first fed me the poison. You could do nothing to cure the pain or the cold sweats, save feed me a riddle. Kings won't see it, but perhaps it is there. The heavens will never know it, for no one goes there. What is it? They're equals. Oh, it's a good one. You remember the rule. Always. Not what it means when you felt it. Of course. It was with the kitten. Kitten? You see, I had been here for maybe a year back then. I had spent the day sitting by a fountain when a stray kitten appeared beside me. It looked so lonely. It should have been a harmless caress. All I wanted to do was to feel the silky underside of its stomach. Hi. But the moment I touched it, it was dead. The poison? If you want to kiss something, kiss us. If you want to hold something, hold us. But never touch a living thing. Not until your time has come. Are we not living things? <laughs> we are vapors. We can't afford to live. That was the first and last day I forgot the rule. It was the last day of my life as a girl and the first day of my consummate life as a weapon. Like any weapon, our deployment depended on the kingdom. The Kalinga kingdom hoarded their weapons, letting them rust and rest. 
The Odra kingdom hid their weapons beneath the floors, letting them listen and lurk. But the Hastinapur kingdom cultivated their armaments with silk and song. Every day the sisters fed me poison. The only thing that changed was the riddles. Even when I became accustomed to the taste, even when I did not need the distraction, I played with the riddles. To me, they were like mirrors, tilted to refract the light and seek out hidden corners. A different way of seeing. Sometimes when I looked in the mirror, I saw a girl on the cusp of a murderess. But perhaps if I tilted my head, flipping the image in my mind like the words of a riddle, I could transform too. They transform me now. See how Urvashi dips my toes in henna and draws whorls of mango blossoms up my calves? <laughs> Don't wince! I didn't. Your skin did. You must dance like an apsara. Mm -hmm. Mesmerize him with the rhythm of his own blood. <laughs> yes, and sing as though you are summoning the heaven. Silver your voice and bar your throat. Speak sparingly. The longer you talk, the harder it'll be. When you speak, be witty. Mm -hmm. And never arouse his emotion, only his. <laughs> Enough! Oh, sorry. sorry. They were done with me. They set me loose, and as Urvashi told me, the sari guided my footsteps, tugging me out of the Hastinapur harem and into the damp jungle. <laughs> this way, you can't be seen. Stop pulling me, I'm coming. An inky panther slid into the embrace of a banyan tree. Pearlescent moths fluttered past. My chest tightened. I wanted to sink my elbows into the ground. I wanted the rough roots to blur the henna, strip the incense from my skin. Instead, I stood still and watched my sisters throw fiery torches into the river, summoning the Makara. Come to us, Makara! We summon you! We summon you! We summon you! Come to us, Makara! Come to us now! Come to us now! Come to us now! Makara? Yes. Makara, a creature of the water, a monster made of metal, impervious to the Vishkanya's touch, and thus the only transportation we could use without revealing our nature. Another assignment? Your emperor is bloodthirsty these days. Come on, get on my back. I climbed onto the monster's back and it rolled its lantern eyes. You are trembling, Vishkanya. Please, don't call me that. <laughs> Poison maiden? But that's what you are? Let's go! What are you doing? 
You feel sorry for the little fish? <laughs> you picked a bad trade to have a conscience. I don't have a conscience. Yes, you do. <laughs> Silly girl. Silly choice. A choice? I never had one. <laughs> Suit yourself. <laughs> The Makara brought me to where the river met an ivory port strewn with golden marigolds, pink carnations, and wreaths of jasmine. Unlike the stony beauty of the Hastinapur harem and its gold gemstones and silks, this city seemed burgeoning with all living things. I told you not to call me that. My name is Sudha. <laughs> uh, goodbye, Sudha. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. The Makara slunk back into the river behind me. I double-checked for holes in my slippers, then slipped off into the crowd. I went past the port, past the glittering amber tents sprawled across the valley, Silver reflection pools filled with ambrosia and wine dotted the shores of the river, while tables piled high with savory dal, crispy paratha, and creamy kheer lay near a group of musicians. The city was celebrating the victories of a man who would soon be dead, dead by my hand. I caught a glimpse of a tent full of music, a host of Gandharvas played the lute. The horned Asuras swayed and danced. I wanted to stay, but already the sari pulled me past the crowds and into an amber tent. In the back of my mind, I could hear Urvashi scolding me. Before you is a glorious opportunity to bring honor to the Hastinapur kingdom and fully embrace all your sister's legacy. But I fought the sari, even so. One moment longer amongst the trees, 
one more second of music, of life. But the sari had no sympathy. Come now, stop gawking. I barely caught the sign before the amber tent. Tributes to the Emperor Alexander. Alexander? Like Alexander the Great? He was an emperor. Does that mean he was great? I suppose that's what I went in to find out. Not that I had much choice in the matter. When I emerged on the other side, my skin crawled. Alexander was not a handsome man. He was young, but his skin was extremely pale. Only the broken blood vessels along his nose and knuckles broke the expanse of his graying skin. He sat on a throne of bleached bones, a conquered soldier's helmet beneath each foot and under each arm. Above him, a thousand ribcages bolstered the tent, dampening the silk and staining it with marrow. This can't be right. It is right. Tributes queued in front of Alexander's throne, forming a bizarre menagerie. There was a man covered head to toe in gold, a man with coins along his spine, and a man wrapped in thorns. There were feathers of metal, diadems of glass, and outfits of flowers. There were people impossibly tall, impossibly short, and impossibly average. And then, there was me. Today I celebrate the win of yet another war campaign. And because nothing staves off boredom like company, I intend to choose from among you. I could filter you out by beauty or, or age or color, but I don't care for that. You see, after my wound was infected, I don't have much time left anyway. And perhaps it is my own impending mortality or my own boredom that made me realize that only the mind can give me pleasure. All else pales, withers, or rots. See, I can go. He's going to die anyway. No! I will not accept it. You. Sir? Tell me, what is my worth? Pardon? What is my worth? All the gold in the world? Boring. You! Uh, uh, me? What's my worth? You are worth your weight in salt, your majesty. <sighs> boring. Boring. Boring, boring, boring. You, men in thorns. What do you think? You're worth your weight in a man's blood, sire. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Shall I swipe my hand? Mmm. 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 Blood. No. I've seen all the blood in a man, and it weighs far less than me. 
You then, woman in silks. What is my worth? I knew the answer to the riddle instantly, but struggled to say something, anything else. But my sari would not let me. L like a hap man. Well, I can't hear you. Legends. Speak up. Legends. Your worth, your weight in legends. <laughs> yes. I shall interview this one personally. Out. Out with the rest of you. Interesting. What is, my lord? No need to bother with the formalities of title. But what do I call you? Do toxins even have names? You know what I am? Naturally. Why, Monkshood, Hellbore, and Oleander all have names, as do I. I am Sudha. Hmm. Very interesting. Oh, you are worried someone will step in and kill you. Is that why you're looking about? No one will harm you. In fact, I believe your emperor and I want the same thing. I don't understand. I am very tired, but I want more than rest. You see, I, I am already a legend. Already, they call me Alexander the Great. I lived unlike any man, and I shall die unlike any man. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I was planning on framing my companion of the evening. Everybody likes a good murder, but this, this, mm, this is a much better option. I saw then, as ever, I was just a weapon. The only difference is that my task had switched allegiance. And as I gazed at Alexander's tent, what I saw there constricted my heart in envy. All around him were choices, signs of importance, a currency of power, a choice for decisions, a choice for food, a choice for listening. Choices are what made him great. I will not last through the night. Then you don't need me. I can wait you out, and I do not need to kill. No. But you make all the difference. How? When this disease has its way, my bowels will spill out and stain this throne black and red with my own feces. I'll wear a death mask of constipation. Hardly fitting for a legendary conqueror, dying in a puddle of his own effluence. But, but if you would only kiss me once, my death would be different. It would have dignity. It would be frozen the way I am now. Alas, 
still ugly as sin, but it... But at least not covered in it. So, poison girl, you shall make me into myth and fuse me into legend. I considered. If I did nothing, the Emperor of Hastinapur could celebrate his enemy's humiliating end. If I did something, Alexander could celebrate a death with dignity. And as for me, no matter what I did, I had no option but to return to the Hastinapur harem, my poison intact, my sari unbroken, and my deadliness tested. But what about a choice? A real one, not the kind watered down to a word, but a glittering choice, the kind you could hold in your hand, the kind you could taste, the kind that could free you, the kind of choice that lined the walls of Alexander's grand tent. What will you give me in return? Ugh, a murderess that makes bargains. I didn't count on that. My name is Sudha. <laughs> Vishkanyas don't have names. I do. Then what do you want? Sudha. Shall I make you my wife with my dying breath? Bequeath you an empire? Give you your weight in gold? No. I do not want to belong to you or to govern an empire. I want a choice. Mm. My mother was like that too, full of bite. She always wanted things out of her reach. Why shouldn't she? You have so many choices. You could spare some. <laughs> I did not deny you. Perhaps choices cannot be bought. Perhaps choices spring up when history makes way for them. Perhaps they will grow like legends upon dead conquerors. <laughs> I have many, so many choices, but this one is most precious. It is from my from a friend. He, uh, well, we had a thousand choices between us, but not the one that we wanted. And I may have it? It is yours, Sudha, in return for your services. Dear Suda, will you make me into myth? Will you fuse me into legend? Yes. <sighs> the choice is now mine. 
Good night, Alexander. going back. <laughs> Silly girl. You don't have a choice. I do now. See? Mm. Is that a choice? A real one? That's right. What are you going to do with it? Accept it. I took off my slippers and touched the grass with my toes. The ground around me became a black and acrid halo. I took one look at the charred ground before popping the choice into my mouth. It lolled flatly on my tongue before I swallowed. Honeysuckle, pomegranate and pear. A magical crescendo. The red silk sari squealed in a paroxysm of confusion. What are you doing? No, 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 It extinguished against me, lifted weight off my skin, plumping my cheeks, softening the unsettling black of my hair. When I touched the sari now, it felt dull. It was just an ordinary skein of silk. What? Huh. If I step out of this ring of dead grass, what next? I'm too old to be a girl, too independent to be a weapon. What will I be next? I can lift my arms and try to scrape a star off the sky. I can luxuriate in stillness, in silence, in silk. <gasps> I could eat things other than poison. <laughs> I could taste what's been denied. The monsoon rain, the soft violet of evening air, or even a kiss. So, what will you do? All that matters is that it does not matter. Mm -hmm. Whatever I do. It's my choice. I held my breath and stepped out of the circle. Right. Choice. Either to burn the book or get caught by this crazy cult that's after me. Great list of options. Better than what I had. She's back! I stare at the flame, looking just beneath the spine of the dark tone. Then, I flick the lighter closed. 
Do it, Cassie, now! No, not yet! Gladder! <laughs> Why didn't you do it? I've lost too much of this stupid book to give it up now! Don't, don't hurt her, please. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> no, we aren't going to hurt her. We're just going to feast on her soul. <laughs> you won't. Oh, but we will, dear Cassie. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad, to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to The Dark Tome, a Degas media production presented by Realm, produced by Fred Greenhalgh and William DeFries. Full cast and crew credits, behind-the-scenes photos, and transcripts at thedarktome.com. That's thedarktome.com.